The Torah is looking for the perfect man. Echad me'elef matzasi. There's one person, the real man, the echad me'elef matzasi. The Torah is looking for that person. The perfect man. Right? Shleim Melech said, Echad me'elef matzasi. There's one man out of a thousand, you'll find him. The real human being that the Torah wants to create. The Gemara says, Elef nechnasim ve'echad yaitza. A thousand people came in, and only one person comes out, l'hayra. There's one person that we're looking for. Who is that person that we're looking for? What makes him special? What's special about that person? Why are we looking for him? Adam, Hashem made a person should be a human being. There's a human being, Vice Dice, and it's a professional human being. Just like you have a doctor, right? You have a doctor, and a professional doctor. There's a human being, and there's a professional human being. So, we're looking for the professional human being. That's what the Torah is looking for. Echad me'alef, matzasi. We're looking for this professional human being that could bring us in. We're looking for this professional human being that can lift us up. We're all looking for that professional human being. We're looking for that professional human being that will teach us how to live. We're looking for that professional human being that will teach us how to die. We're all looking for this person, this professional human being that could help us connect to Rabbi Shalom. We're looking for this person to help us connect to Klai Yisrael. We're looking for this person to help us connect to our families. And we're looking for this person to help us connect with ourselves. We all want to be happy when I have Menuchas Nefesh. We're all looking for life. We're looking to live in this world with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with people, with Torah, with Klai So we want, to, we want to work this out. But we need the person to guide us, to show us how to live in this world. And how to have Menuchas Nefesh and how to talk and be happy. And this person, who for decades did the job, everybody knows, was Rav David. Rav David was a professional human being. That everyone was attracted to him. That he taught everybody how to live in this world. He taught the people how to live with Hashem. He taught the people how to live with Klai Yisrael. Live with their families. How to live with themselves. He was a professional human being. He was a professional in how to be a human being. And he was a person that had the Menuchas Sanefesh that everyone wants. Everyone saw in him the Menuchas Sanefesh, the Menuchas Sanefesh with himself, the Menuchas Sanefesh with Hashem, with his Talmudim, with his family. Everyone wanted to get close to him because they saw in him the Menucha and the, and the Yishav Adas that everybody wanted. And that's why they wanted to connect to him. Because everyone knew that he was a professional human being. And he spread this Menuchas Sanefesh. People got close to him. He spread this this happiness, this 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 this, this menucha, this um, content matzav. He he spread this to all the people that are close to him, and that's why everyone's trying to get close to him. When a person had a dilemma, when he had a, a shver matzav, everyone would go to Rav David. Every rav, whenever he got stuck, every uh, every shashiva said, "Go to Rav David. I can't help you. Go to Rav David." Every single person knew that he was the address. To bring the people back on track, to bring the Talmud to Akara and seeing everything in the right perspective so he could actually get back in life and be happy again. When everyone got close to, to Rav David, 
it will automatically transpire into a new world, a new world of without kinah, without sinah, without machlaikas, a world of shalom, a world of happiness, a world of living HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of seeing Hashem at every step, letting Hashem run the, run the world, letting Hashem do it for you, letting Hashem show you the way, a world of menuchas hanefesh, because Hashem will make it work out for you. You don't have to fight, you don't have to grab, you don't have to do anything. That was the world that he lived in, and that's the world that he gave over. It was a world of menucha. You just have to sit back, let Hashem do it. Your job is to just do your part, and Hashem will do the rest. Our job is not to bring results, but rather to serve Him, and the, the Baran Shalom does the rest. Every psak and every that he gave was to bring the person and the, all the people involved to the shleimus, to shleimus in all areas, chesed, and he had no personal connection, no personal gain, and no personal interest in any of the psalm that he gave. Little by little, the message was going out by all those close to him. And he took the people away from this crazy Meshuga world of Kinnah, Sinah, and all this Machlekes. He took the people out, and he brought them into a new world. This perfect, this professional human being who brought us into a new level, he brought us into Menuchas HaNefesh. He had the Koyach to take a person in a second and change his whole life, his whole perspective. He had a Koyach in a second to do it. I once went to him, it was a whole situation. And it was involving a lot of people, and it was a whole situation. And all different things, and I was like caught in the middle of the whole thing. And he heard the whole story, and he goes over and he says, They all care about themselves, you take care of yourself. And that was the end of it. You just take care of yourself. He just like knew how to snap you out of the whole thing in a second. And he did that all day to every person that he met. He just, he just snapped them into a different world. And that was the end of it. A guy once came to him complaining that he read a shidduch and he didn't get shad chanas. And it was a whole arichas gedayla. And if that was masking to him, you know you deserve shad chanas. He read shidduch and shidduch on and on and on. And the guy was so happy, finally vindicated. Rav was masking. He deserves shatchanis. Then the whole thing, he asked Rav Dov, how much do they owe me? He said, at least a dollar. That for sure. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Like, and the guy was like, after that, he was just like spinning. He didn't even know what to do after that. It took him time to like come back to this world. Rav Dov told him, oh, you, you, know, we deserve, you know you made the shilch, but don't get carried away, you know? He would take big machlaikas and all the organizations came to him, all the machlaikas in. In just a few minutes, he would arrange the whole thing. Uh, uh, people, families came, machlaikas in. Complex shilas, the answer in a second. And all Kleister knew he was the Rebbe. He was the Rebbe of, the, of, of, of Kleister for years and years, decades and decades. 50 years he made shalom, all machlaikas in came to him, the end stop, the last stop, every machlekes, he resolved all the nyanam for 50 years without taking any credit. Anyone, nobody even knew he did this. Nobody even knew there was no machlekes in America because of him. You go around to other countries, machlekes, everything's a machlekes, machlekes. In America, there's no machlekes because of David. He didn't take the credit. As soon as anyone came to give him the credit or anything, to say thank you, he was out the door. I gotta go, I have no time. He was out the door. He was disappeared. Disappeared, literally disappeared. He wasn't around anymore. He, he, every single psak, every single etza was in skaba alev. Every single thing was in skaba alev. Everyone came out smiling. I was there many years. 
every time after Mincha there's another big issue. You'd see all the people come in. Three minutes later, they're all out, all smiling. <laughs> you just resolved the whole thing. Boom. And even if it took a long time, it's because they were plappling, not because he needed all that time. He just waited to wait for everyone to stop talking, to say his two cents. Rav David had his kayak to connect to people and to, and to help them in their matzah, no matter who the person was. Like I said by Levi, rich people, he knew how to connect to them. So many rich people that go in, in Flatbush, they were connected to him. I know a lot of them, the, he, uh, a, a guy could be a Pasha guy, a poor guy, would come, come to ask Rav all Shilas, Rav knew how to connect to him. He knew how to connect to all the people on their level and resolve the issues and put them back on track. They should have Menuchas and Nefesh. A professional human being, a human being, a professional in being a human being. And he brought Shalom to Klai Yisrael, and that Shalom is Klai Yisrael to Rebbeinu Shalom. Like Aaron Akayin, his avoider was really like Karbanis, the base of Mikdash. Right? Aaron Akayin's avoider is the base of Mikdash, to bring Shalom to Rebbeinu Shalom to Klai Yisrael. Right? That's his job. But Ayvis Abiyas to Makarvan Latayra, Ayvis Abiyas to Makarvan Latayra is, 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 part of the Avaidah, that the people should get along, that they should all be together, they should get along with each other in order to makar them to Baruch Hu. It's all part of the job, to makar them to Kaddish Baruch Hu and to, and to makar them to each other. That's why it's the same job of Aaron Akain, to makar them to Kaddish Baruch Hu and makar them to each other. It was one job. And that was the job of the professional human being that we were all looking for all the years. The person that everyone was inscribed to the job of Shlemus, Shlemus with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shlemus with Klai Yisrael, all the Shlemus that was in this type of avoid of Aaron Akain is what Rav David was doing. The big question is, how did Rav David become this professional human being? How did it happen? A professional in the Chaveri, professional in the Makam, professional in the Atzmai, how did he get this madriga? Where does it come from? One day you just turn into a professional human being? You just turn into like in a second? How does it happen? We all know the famous story, like Mara says in Shabbos, famous story of Hill with the Ger. There was a guy who went to the Kamayid, and he went to Shammai, and he said, teach me the whole Torah on one foot, and Shammai threw him out on his head with a stick. He came to Hillel, and Hill was Makar. And the Shaila is, what was bothering this guy that Hill understood how to help him? What was bothering this guy? The guy wants to hold tire on one foot. What kind of nonsense is that? Even you go to every guy in the street nowadays, 2,000 years later, every guy knows that the tire is big. The Talmud is a vast Talmud. Everyone knows that. Koshkin, a guy, he's about to come a year. He's a gar. He's about to come a gar. You don't think he knows that the tire is big? You don't think, you don't think he knows that? So what was this guy's issue when he's busy with this whole tire on one foot? What was bothering him? Hill understood what was bothering him. The devil was Masber that what's bothering this guy, this guy, is that when you have, when you have a, a document, Lamashal, when you have a, a book or a document or anything, anything, any message, like Lamashal, you have the Constitution, right? The Constitution was written about the laws in America, Constitution. And it says in the Constitution that there has to be separation between church and state. So 
what was the kavana of the people who wrote it? The kavana was that the people that the that the church should not be uh, overrun by the state. That means the state can't control the church. Let the, let the people live. Let the church, let the people in the religion live. Comes along the lawyers later, there's Shaim, and they say, no, Shad is, there has to be separation of church and state, which means you're not allowed to have any church and state together, which means that the, the, they used to say Mizmar in the public schools, Mizmar David, Hashem Rai Layat, so they're not allowed to say that because as we serve, they're not allowed to have church and state together. So it's taking the, the thing and Mahapach, the whole Kavana Lahapach. Right, mahapach the kavana of the of the document to lahapach. Well, how could they mahapach the kavana lahapach from what it was written? Teretz is because they're not working with the intent of the document; they're working with their own agenda, right? So they can now these are politicians. Everyone has agendas, and that's it that matters. So when you have a, a document, or you have a Torah, you have a book, you have anything, and you bring your agenda into it, you lose the kavana of the of what v'shteitu. Lose the kavana. So this guy was bothered, this guy, this guy who wanted to come again was bothered. I want to know the kavana of the Torah. I want to know what's the GPS, where am I headed? When you go somewhere, you have to know where you, if you put in the GPS, you have to put in the address where you're going. If you don't know where you're going, then you'll never get there. Right? If you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there. So the guy wanted to know, what is the kivun of the Torah? Right? You have to know the kivun, the intent. Otherwise, you, whatever you learn, you'll, sh- you'll, you'll put your own agenda in. How's it going to work out? So Hill told him that the kav- kivun of the whole Torah is, is chesed. That's the kivun of the Torah. It means you have to understand properly what you're learning. Lamashal. Let's say you're learning a math book and you think it's a science book. You're obviously going to go crazy because the whole time you're trying to learn science, it's math, math, science, you're going to be able to submission. You have to know what the kivun of the thing is. What's the kivun? Otherwise, you're going to mess it up. No matter how much uh, the document is written, it specifies, not like that, you're still going to mess it up because you have the wrong kivun. So he's asking him, what's the kivun of the Torah? So he told him, Zakhtar David, he told him, the ger, the kivun of the whole Torah is chesed. What does it mean chesed? But a lot of the Torah is not necessarily benam l'chaveri. So Rashi's mazver. That when you do chesed, it's not just between you and and Benam Lechaveri. The Eibush is also Reachav Reav Yichalei Sazif. The Benjamin is also part of the program. A Reform Rabbi says that all the people in the congregation should drive to the synagogue on Saturday morning because that will have more members in the shul and it's going to be more chesed. It's true. It's a very nice thing for the community, but the Rebbein Shalom you threw in the garbage. Reachav Reachav Yichal Tazif. You, you threw the Rabban Shalom out of the program. Is that chesed? The Rabban Shalom made you. He does everything for you. You threw him out. That's part of the chesed. So the chesed has to be a full package. It can't just be a chesed that you decide is chesed. It has to be a chesed that includes the Rabban Shalom, Yisrael, includes everybody in the chesed. So the hill is telling the Ger that the Torah, the kli of the Torah, is a kli that's teaching you chesed. That's the clear of the Torah. The Torah is, the Torah is chesed. It's a tool. The Torah is a tool that's teaching you how to live, how to do chesed. That's the whole Torah. And when you understand the kivun of the Torah, then your whole Torah changes. There's no agenda anymore. Your agenda is sticking to the Torah. The agenda is to understand how to do chesed. So when Rav David learn Torah 
every single shtikl Torah he learned was understanding how to do chesed. Every Gemara he learned was understanding how to do chesed. Every Mishnah he learned. Every, every Pasuk and Chumash. David always to say over from Moshe actually that why does it always say chesed v'emes? It always says chesed and then emes. Why does it say chesed v'emes? L'chayra should first be emes. You have to know what the emes is. And then chesed. You should do chesed without emes. So Ramayish used to always say that if you're looking for the emes, you'll never get to the chesed. You'll never get to the chesed. You have to first figure out the chesed and then see Hashem's at emes. That's what Ramayish said. And that's how Rabbi learned every single shtickle Gemara. When, he, when I was in the Shia for many years, the Gemara Shia, when he learned the Gemara, it was live. It wasn't just l- like learning a Gemara like something happened 2000. It was something happening now. Rabbi used to shoot out comments in the Gemara while we were learning. He'd shoot out comments. Or shlakish did this. <laughs> he would like shoot out comments at it. And he was like, this psak, that psak. And he was like live. He was like learning from it. How, how the chesed, how it happened, how the psak, what, what came out from the whole thing. What's, the, what's it teaching you? That's how he learned Gemara. Is that he wasn't just stammed that he became a professional human being. He learned from the Gemara how to become a professional human being. He learned from Chazal. He learned from the Psukkim. He learned from everything he learned. The whole Torah was a message of Chesed. It was teaching you how to do Chesed. That's what Torah is. It's teaching you how to do a full Chesed with the Rebbein Shalom, with Klai Yisrael, with your family, with yourself. It's one big package. So, so, so Mimela, when he learned Shulchan Aruch, he learned the Halacha, Ramah, wasn't just the Ramah, it was saying Chesed, how you bring out the Chesed, this whole dilemma with the Halacha and the Ramah showed you how to pull through. That's how he understood the Chesed of it. The Chesed, the chesed in the minute of Klai Yisrael. He, he was very careful that the Messiah of Klai Yisrael should continue, shouldn't be connected to the Messiah, shouldn't be a new Torah. Sometimes we learn in Shugya, and they come out with a new Chiddush, and all of a sudden the whole Yiddishkeit's already on the balance. A new man Tyre is coming out that nobody ever heard of. There's never no such thing. It had to always stem with the old man Tyre. <laughs> always had to stem with the Messiah, with the Minig. It was all one package of, of Chesed, understanding how everything could stem together. How you could live together. Had to live together, Klaistro, with the Messiah, with 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 the uh, with the Minig, with the Gedali Yisrael. Rabbi Yasher passing something was Gedali Yisrael was he's keeping everything in Cheshbon. It wasn't uh, Rabbi Feinstein versus Rabbi Yasher. No such thing. It didn't happen. It was all the Shalom, the Shleimus had to be all together. It was a Shleimus like a thing. The Shtim with the Gedali Yisrael, the Shtim with the Minig Yisrael. To understand how the people could handle it. To understand how how they live with it till now. And that was how, how it came out to the actual the, uh, the, to, to the actual Lemaisa. So, Rudava used to always tell me, he said, you need the Rebbein Shalom to find out who the Nirdaf is. Why? It looks at times that this guy's the Nirdaf. He's running down the block. The other guy's chasing him with a knife. He's the Nirdaf. But he's really He's really the Raidav. A lot of times he's the Raidav. The Kim Yavakish, Hashem has to figure out who the Raidav is. It means in every situation you have to know what the massive is. A guy would walk into him, that was, was a very sharp guy. When he was sitting in business, you saw a guy walking in the door, he already knew the guy's Shiloh, he knew the whole thing already. And he knew if he wanted to deal with him or, or not. 
And if he didn't want to deal with the guy, he said, I have no time for you. Two seconds later, another guy would walk in and he would spend 20 minutes with the guy listening to all his problems. But every single person's massive was different. He would say one guy asa, one guy mutter in a second. Because it's the, it's the massive that the chesed, the whole package, that was the package that he was giving over, the whole package deal of how to do chesed for this situation, how to, how to understand what this guy needs, with his family, with this and that. I was sitting by the Levaya, next to, behind the guy that was in Yeshiva my days. And this guy came from like a friar family, his family wasn't really from. And he was telling the guy behind me by, during Levaya, like, I used to hear Scrub David, all my questions, you know, I came from a, a background, and my parents weren't really from, and we had to go celebrate all the New Year's, and I asked Scrub David, what can I say? Can I say Happy New Year's, or can I say Happy New Year's? And, and Rudolf told me every single thing I should do, how to get along with my family and what I can't do. And that's what Rudolf was. He was trying to bring shalom to every single matzav and every single person with the Messiah, with the old the Kol Terekula. This is Kol Terekula, Ma'adalach Sanoi. Chavrich Yisavet, that was by him, Torah. Every single word he said, every answer, was, that was Torah by him. That was Torah. That was... A, that was and this was all taught to David how to become this professional human being. He was helping every single person in their matzav. And this is the Kayach came from Torah. Rudolf was a very, very sharp person. I never met somebody as sharp as him. He always analyzed the situation, and he always got it right. He always knew 10 steps ahead, and he always put his finger on it. He was enough, and he had enough brains in his head to be Mater or Aster, any child that came to him. He had that power. He was able to, uh, he could figure out every single thing could be master mutter. But what was the psaq? What was the, what did he come out? It was a psaq that was shleimus, with minhag Yisrael, gedoy Yisrael, chesed, kiddushem shemayim. That was the psaq. You know, the psaq was based on what's the shleimus? That's the psaq. That's the kalatari kula. That was the psaq that came out. He was a very smart person. He was able to make gematches in a second on anything. He was able to, he was able to um, pull out any pasuk he needed on the spot in anywhere in Tanakh. Couples used to come with him with big problems with naming their kids, this and that. I talked to people. One guy wanted this, one guy nice. He said, you know, don't name either. I'll tell you a different name, a different name, and it's the gematria both with a pasuk in Yecheskel, a whole situation. He could have wrote svarim and books on gematrias. Every single chumash he ended with a gematria. But that wasn't what he was interested in doing. I went over to him and said, Rebbe, why don't you pass, why don't you write a safe for all your psakim? You have so much halacha. I never passed in the Shiloh in my life. So he told me, and he meant it, by the way. He, t- he meant it. He meant it with full, uh, full intent. He wasn't joking around me. He never, I never passed in Shiloh. That's not what he was doing. He never looked at himself as passing in Shiloh. B'chlal. So I said, what are you doing all day with these guys? <laughs> He says, oh, it's just Pashat Allah because I'm helping them out. It's nothing. And he really meant it. You know, Chab, he really meant it. He does, he never felt, he felt one time I asked him, I said, there's so much good stuff on the Chumash. Why don't you, like, write Chumash Svarim, why don't you put out, people who understand it. Guys actually do put it out, but I don't know if they understand Rav Dabba properly. <laughs> but, well, sometimes they do, but if Rav Dabba put it out himself, it would be, so he tells me, I have no Torah and Chumash. This is like right after he said an hour Chumash here. <laughs> like, I have no Torah It's just like giving over a message how to help the people understand 
how to get close to Rebbeinu Shalom. It was Daz's Kavana, how to help the people with the Vartaira. Rebbeinu used to come every week, they needed Vartaira. <laughs> like one guy, I remember he came, he missed the Chumashi. He's like, Rabbi, Rabbi, I missed the Chumashi. Maybe you have Vartaira, I have to stay over and show. He was a Rav, he needed Vartaira. So I tell him Vartaira. It was just all about doing Chesed. And the Ratz and Hashem in every case. By Rav David, it was very clear to him, but you can see by Rav David. For him to paskin, the guy should be Mechal Shabbos, or not Mechal Shabbos. It didn't, it wasn't the, it wasn't, Mechal Shabbos, not Mechal Shabbos, it was what's the Ratzon Hashem. By him it was the Ratzon Hashem, Mechal Shabbos, Mechal Shabbos. There's no, there was no chilek. In Mechal Shabbos, not Mechal Shabbos, the chilek was Ratzon Hashem. It was very clear. It was never a nafkamina to him in what the Psaq is. Just what's right now the Psaq. That's the Ratzon Hashem. That was what he's interested in. And that's why you were never able to put a finger on it. And that's why I came to MTJ. As I learned by Rav many years. And after he was nifter, so I wanted to, everyone said, David's a Paisa Gadar, so I went to learn by Rav David. So I started going to his Chumashir. And I couldn't make heads and tails about anything that was going on over there. <laughs> There's no, nothing added up. There's no one plus one. And I was like, every week going to the Chumashir, and I'm like, every week getting more and more startled by what's going on over here. I'm like, I can't figure this thing out. I just can't figure it out. So I went all day. I went to his Chumashir, Gemara Shir, Mishnah Shir. Every single day we had a Shir just to figure this out. To figure out what is the, what's the, what's the, the secret of the madness? What's, <laughs> what's the, what's the Mahalach? You know, what, what is the Psaq? What is the, like, there wasn't even like, if David holds this. Anyone says, if David holds this, I'll talk to a guy, if David holds this, a minute later, if David holds that, what, what is going on over here? <laughs> what is this over here? What's the Mahalach? What's the, it took a long time to figure it out. But Baruch Hashem, we figured out that there was no Rav David. You're talking about a person that's the son of the God Ladar and the God Ladar knew he was the God Ladar, but it didn't exist. It didn't exist for Chlal. He, he didn't exist. And his father didn't exist. He never ever quoted his father. You know that? I was there for years. He never ever said the words, my father, hold, my father, my father, anything. My father's safer, my father, anything. Except one vart he would say over his father. I don't know why. There was one vart he always said, my father said that the reason why we have electronics and we have all these things is to use for Tyra. And now it's used for other things, but really it's made for Tyra. He always said, my father, that was like his father's vart. But other than that, you think his father's a shoemaker that said one vart. It was like disconnected. Like he wasn't there, Bachlal. His father wasn't there. It was just like, he, he, was, he was just, he didn't exist, Bachlal. It was like he didn't exist, Mamish. It was, the, it, was, it was like he wasn't there. It was all just, how can I do, how can I do what I have to do? That's all it was. If I'm supposed to fill up the soda machine today, he's filling up the soda machine. And that was one of the most important things that happened in MDJ, by the way. He didn't stop his Gemara shift for anything, ever. The whole Twin Towers could be coming down. He didn't stop his Gemara shift. But one thing he did stop his shift for, you know what that was? When the soda truck filled, pulled out in front of MDJ, he stopped the shift to get his cans. <laughs> to get the cans. To give the guy the cans, because that money was for the coiling light. <laughs> that he stopped the Shia for. It was like, that was like the biggest crisis. But other than that, <laughs> the Shia went on. So, so, but him was just what I have to do. 
He was the gabai in the shul. He, call, he was the gabai. He called up the people. He was the gabai. Why? Because I guess he was the gabai when his father was alive. So he stayed the gabai. Then he became Rashivas. He also became Rashiv. He became, he became, he became Rashkail. He was also Rashkail. But he's still the gabai and he's still filling the film machine. He didn't take away. Every organization he joined, it wasn't like, you know, you sign your name, your organization. If you joined Art Scroll, then he was responsible for Art Scroll. He joined Term Messiah. He had to go. He had to go term sorry. He had to go chinachatzmai. He had to go collecting chinachatzmai every day for men. He went around collecting chinachatzmai because he was part of chinachatzmai. Baruch Hashem, he had another guy going around him, a few guys. But every single thing was responsible. Responsibility to do it. Responsibility. Every single thing, whatever the responsibility was, he had to do it, and he did it all by himself. Now that he was nifter, you know how many jobs they have to take over. I don't know how they're going to handle it. It's not a joke. Every single job, he did it. And it was nobody else. It was just he did the whole job from beginning to end. If they had to buy cake on Shabbos for the thing, he bought the cake. It was, everything was his problem. So he, you're talking about a person that did everything. And he knew his madrega. He knew his godless. He knew his godless. And it bothered him sometimes when certain people passing certain things and didn't understand what was going on. He once told me there was a big, big machlaikas and it was, he passed in a certain way. And a, a Rav didn't pass like him. He was very upset. It wasn't usually him, but it was a big issue. And he told me, he says, I should go to war on this, but I'm not going to because I never in my life will anybody. I'm not starting now. So he told me. But he was disconnected, disconnected from it. It was anything had nothing to do with him. It was one time we were in MTJ, and it was the same crowd always, same guys always. All of a sudden, a bacher comes from Lakewood. He heard about Rav David. He wants to come learn about Rav David. Fine. He comes. He started getting into it. The psakim and this and that. All of a sudden, this guy one day comes to Shiva and he says that somebody told him that if he comes to MTJ, he's not going to get a shidduch. Not going to get a shidduch. And MTJ, not going to shidduch. And he's hacking us. What am we supposed to tell him? He's going to hack us. I don't know. So finally, everyone told him, you have to ask Rav David. <laughs> so he comes to Rav David, he says, and he says to Rav David, someone told me that if I learn an empty J, I still learn Lakewood, I'll learn an empty J. If I learn an empty I'm not going to get a Shidduch. What should I do? Of course you're not going to get a Shidduch in empty J. <laughs> don't learn an empty J. <laughs> Like, he wasn't even part of the, the, the equation of his yeshiva. <laughs> you picture him like Chaim Berlin or a regular yeshiva. They're yeshiva telling the guy not to learn it because they're not going to get a Just like, you can't even. I was so shocked that I was thinking to myself, how could the guy leave the yeshiva now after the double You're not going to find someone again in this world that, the, that their yeshiva should be so disconnected that, of course, you're not going to get a shidduch. DJ. Like, what are you talking he left, yeah. No, David said to leave. That was it. That was the end of it. And every psaac he gave, every psaac he gave, he used to always say, it's not me, it's Hashem Paskening. Well, that's how he learned Pshat in the Hosukabasra. You have a Gemara. One Amara says Mutter, one Amara says Asr. This, that, a whole Gemara. And all then, Hilchasa, boom. The whole thing's out the window. What happened? What happened to all the Maram? They just flew out the window. Although some is okay. You have a whole Gemara, all the Maram say Asr. Hilchasa, Mutter, boom. What happened to all the Maram that said Asr? He always say, because they're Barashan passing the child then. They're Barashan passing all the child. That's why Minik is a Shalalacha. That's why Messiah, that's why Chazaka Basra. Everything's their Barashan. And he held that himself also. Everything was their Barashan. It was not him. Just their Barashan. We just had to see what their Barashan was passing. And I was Zaycha to find this in the Gain. The Gain says, Lay Malachim Yad Hashem. 
Melech is the Talmud Chacham. Every Psaq Halach is Hashem. So I should look up in the guy in Mishlei, Leib Melech and Bad Hashem. It's all there by Nishlam. And he was like, that was the guy we came when I went to Rav once said, oh, a guy was here and he left, whatever. Rav was like, yeah, it's Minashamayim. Hashem saved me. Everything was Hashem saved me. This guy came, this guy didn't come. It was all there by Nishlam. It was all there. He felt, it was all, you saw the way he was living. It's all Hashem. Hashem. Hashem orchestrates everything. That's how he lived. So, in the yeshiva, in the yeshiva, there was a situation where it was unbelievable. Every single guy who you didn't want there or shouldn't have access to the keys, those are the guys that had the keys and that they controlled it. They controlled the situation. All the guys that you would think that we're trying to get out of here, those are the guys that control the situation. And, <laughs> and, and by Rav it was just all well, like, okay, the Baruch put him here and him here. And there was once a story even before my days, there's a Rebbe who mamish snapped. He went crazy in Abach. And he was literally throwing desks down the, down the steps. And Rav wouldn't fire the guy for nothing. It was just like, the Baruch the Baruch this, that. And it was just all about working on your midas, Avis Yisrael, and accepting every single person, every Meshigana Sheba Oilam, that their mama should scream and yell, fight with people, and this and that. And when it got a lot of control, the would scream back at the guy. <laughs> but Lamaisa, he never got rid of the guy. It was all about just like putting up with everybody, accepting everything how it is. The Bernstein sent it to me. And when there was a guy who never went so much sugar, he locked himself in the bathroom. Instead of calling the police to get him out, the guy would come and stick the food underneath so the guy should, under the stall, they should have food to eat. That's what went on over there. And when I was in yeshiva, there was this guy who every morning, no matter how cold it was, had to have the corner window open to let the shade them out. And every single guy there had control over the steam situation. I was once learning with a guy, and in the middle of I was learning with him, Pulls a wrench out of his pocket. I'm like, what do you do? What do you do with that wrench? He's like, it's too cold. He went over to the steam. He controlled it. No one asked him about it. He's just like, she pulled a wrench out. He's turning over the steam, on the steam. Every guy there controlled. The guys to sleep there at night. The mom is to sleep there at night. In the, it was all. It was all. Just the Shalom put this guy here. We have to deal with them. Obviously, Israel, that was the whole thing. You walk out of yeshiva, some days your imams couldn't even learn anything, but there was a lesson to see Rav David. It was just a person living with their Shalom, living obviously Israel, working on his midas. He said many times, we were like, why are you putting up with this guy? He said, this is my Ganeid in this guy. This guy's my Ganeid, I work on my midas. That's what it was. It was there was a Vaida. It was all on Vaida. It was a whole lot bigger than a Vaida. <laughs> Of, of, um, of, of that was his avoid, obviously, Israel, obviously, Shem, Midas, and, and that's how it went in, that's really what went into every single psak that he gave. Every single psak. It was all about bringing the person closer to Takadash Baruch Hu, understanding his matzav, and he was a professional at it. He, Mamish, you see, there would be a line of 20 people, and he would just knock them off one at a time in a second. You knocked the ball, and they all went home happy, taken care of. And it came from all his understanding of Torah. That's what he was using his Torah for. That's what I was, that was the, the whole the whole Torah. That's what it was. 
And the Rav was a tremendous, tremendous person that was, that was Davak in the Rav And we saw that very clear in the Chumash here. He would always say in the Chumash here that a person has to always say, what more can I do for you, Hashem? It's not shot so many mitzvahs. What more can I do? You know what Hashem does for you? Well, what can I do for you, Hashem? That should be the attitude. You always said that. And the person always davak in the Rav Nishalayim. You'd hear in the Chumash here, a lot of things he was saying was completely dvekas in Hashem. You always say that the Rav controls your maizim, you always say it shows your machshava even. You always say control, Hashem controls your machshava. He says, I'll prove it to you. He says, you have a guy who, um, you have a guy who, who, a guy with a little of an and he wants to go and somebody, and the two guys standing on the corner. Right? Two guys standing on the corner. He doesn't want to feel comfortable going over to both of them. He waits until they split up, and he goes over to one of them. And he starts to macarve him, and that guy comes from How come he went over to him and not the other guy? Because they're a shalom. So the Rebbein controls everything. And he learned all the Pesukim and Chumash with Yaisav, Mechir Yaisav, it's all the Rebbein Shalom. He was very connected to the Rebbein Shalom. Everything is Hashem. That's how he learned the whole Chumash. And when he learned the Gemara, it was also like that. Whenever he learned the Gemara, right, so you used to, when you go, you, you know, I went to regular yeshiva, so I was like, Rebbe, what's the Svara? What's the Svara? And he would say the same part. He says, the, you don't have to, the Svara is not something that you have, you have to mevatle yourself to the Svara of the Gemara. He would say that. You have to invite in the Gemara. That's the Svara. You have to know what the Svara of the Gemara says. It doesn't make a difference how you understand it. You have to understand Svara. You have to invite your Das to the Gemara. It was a bit of a Das. That's what it was. It was a bit of a Das to the Svara of the Gemara. The Gemara is giving you the Svara of what it should be. Not like Vashtay, like Brisk. Uh, he was talking about Michal, God. Michal Weinstein. Michal was a Rebbe there in the Shiva and he was a Bachar. But it was like a Brisk thing. Like, you just have to know what state, and it doesn't, you don't have to know the Svara. That's not your. It was a bittel. It was a bittel to Rabbi Shalom, bittel to the Torah, and bittel to the Anhagas Hashem. It was all a bittel to the Anhagas Hashem, to Margish the Rabbi Shalom. He would always talk about the happy moron. What's this happy moron? He would say that, let's say you have a moron. The guy he lives in Texas, he's a moron. And he asks his Rav all the Shilas. And the Rav is even a bigger moron. But, <laughs> but he asks his Rav all the Shilas. And his Rav, whatever the Rav Paskins, he, he listens to the Rav 100%. That guy's going straight to Canadian. Whatever say, that guy's going straight to Canadian. He's a happy moron. His Rav said he's Kulay Masat, his Rav. Maybe his Rav, the nose is talking about, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's not the point. This guy's going to Canadian. <coughs> So we would always say that really our avoidance should be that we should be morons. Right? The whole yesterday of becoming a Tamachacham is the opposite of being a moron. It's the problem being a Tamachacham. Right? Does that come dice? Happy moron. Why you coming The more you know, the more you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're destructive. So you'd say like this. This is how you answered the question. And he said this every single year, Parsha Shruvah. It says in the Torah, you have to make two Kruvim. One Kruv is the Zachar, one's in a Keva. We represent two Tyrus. The Zachar and the Keva represents two Tyrus. What's Pshat? represents two Tyrus. It's Tyrus of Tyrus of Mecha. What's Pshat? You go to your father, you ask him a Shiloh. He says, the Rambam with Mishabura, he starts taking out all the Svarim, Lamdis. Then you go to your mother and you say, What's the Lacha? This and this. She's like, I don't know anything. That's how we get, that's how we get in the Haim. She so said, You need both. You need Tyrus of Tyrus of Mecha. If you only have one, you makokal. What's pshat? 
you see these people, they, 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 they talk um, into Messiah and the very good Yidin, but they don't have Taira. And they get full away. Lemaisi, you need Taira. You need Taira Savicha. On the other hand, if you have Taira Savicha, you have guys, the big Lamdanim, and they're ripping apart all the Allahs and they come up with new Allahs that no one heard of. You have to be also Tarisimacha. You have to be both. Tarisavicha and Tarisimacha. It has to be the Kruvim. It has to be two together. Tarisavicha and Tarisimacha. You have to mevatel yourself to the Messiah. And that's the Tamachacham. It's not Shah Tamachacham is slugging up the Messiah and making a new Yiddish guy. And when you ask of David Ashaila, you could ask anybody that knew him. When you ask of David Ashaila, the first three words that came out of his mouth always were, I don't know. He always said that. He said, I don't know, and then he answered the question. Always. He said, I don't know, and then he answered the question. It was a bitl. I don't know anything, but this is the answer. This teres avicha and teres imecha. And that's how it was. It was a bitl with the tamachacha. It was both together. Teres avicha and teres imecha. That was the, the shleimus. That's what makes the shleimus of being a tamachacha, but being bottled at the same time. And not becoming a tamachacha and being too smart for yourself. I once, we were once talking to Rav David about the Gemara, that every person has their place to grow. And people nowadays are very excited about that Gemara. <laughs> my, my, my Tyra. And I asked Rav David about that. And he said, yes, nowadays, you know what that Makam is? Gaiva. What do you mean? Let's say you have a guy who's a doctor, right? And he, he, he comes to medical school, he's a doctor, comes in, and as soon as he walks in, he, all the doctors, what they're doing, he's already slugging everybody up. He's, he's, he's not macabre anything, he's, he knows better. Of course he's a Meshuggah. He's going to be tired. He's going to be mistaken in everything he does. Then you have a guy, a different type of guy, who's mevat himself to the doctors, he learns from them, he becomes the biggest doctor, and then after he becomes the biggest doctor and he learns everything from them, he adds a certain kinech to the, to the surgery that nobody thought of before. That's Mokum Lizgazel. But a guy who comes in and he's already slugging everybody up and he's never macabre anything, so that's Gaiva. There's no shaykhist to understanding Bechlal what terror is going on. The Yisoyed of a, 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 a person that was mevat himself to the Frida Gadar. He had a father like Rav Moshe. He was himself totally to his father, to all the halachas. Mevat himself to Christ for so many years. So such a person who has a chiddush in halacha, that's makam lezgadol. That gives him a person uh, such a greatness that every single psak halacha he gave was a siyat d'shmaya. It was a siyat d'shmaya in his, in his halachas and everything. And he himself didn't even know how it happened such that the Shemaya. When I was in Yeshiva, there was a man who, who never had a miscarriage. And he came to a doctor, he was very upset because the doctor told him that every single four, you're going to have one. Means every four births, you're only going to have one. So if Dover told him on the spot, if Dover told him that means the doctor owes you three. And a year later, he had triplets that were all healthy. <laughs> Because when a person involves himself to Rebbein Shalom, to Klai Yisrael, he gets tremendous Yad Because he's working for the Rebbein Shalom, it wasn't for himself. 
And this professional human being that was with us till now, who always, like a ruin said by Levi, who was the eighty eight, he was able to see always. We always saw that by him. We always able to see, predict always the right way. And he's not here anymore to, to be with us. The professional human being who was Rav David. But really, Rav David was always pushing his Talmudim away, in a sense. He never wanted them to be always tally in him. He didn't want like every child to come to me. You have to use your own seichel. You have to become your own person. He always was like that. He was pushing away. Be your own person. Be your own person. And Ramesha looks like that. Ramesha once told Rabbi Bluth, Rabbi Bluth called him, and Ramesha told him, if I answer your question, this thing, I'm mazik you. You have to be on your own. And that's what David always wanted. He wanted to push us away. Go do it yourself. Don't always come on to me. And now that we don't have Rabbi David, so we have to um, use this, his mahalach, understanding that the whole tire is the cher noyam, that every single psak that causes the whole world to shake with firecrackers is not a good psak. It's not a good psak. And it's not Torah. That's what he always teaches. It's not Torah. It's not understanding the Torah properly. You have to search for the chesed v'emes in every single thing. To bring together Yisrael v'arais v'kachad, to bring the whole klaisa together. And that will be taka a haskara for David if the, if the oilam themselves become professional human beings. Instead of just David being the professional human being and we're just uh, customers, the idea would be that everyone should become professional human beings. Professional human being is not always so easy to be. Everyone's showing now the picture of how Rav David was sitting by, uh, by in the reserve cot with Eugene. His Nebuch, a uh, uh, from the Lower side, never got married and no one to take him out for his birthday. Rav David took him out for his birthday. That's where Rav David was busy. When he told you he has no time for you, you know what he was, was running to do? To go take that guy out on his birthday. That's where he was going. He wasn't going to learn Zayars and uh, <laughs> Kabbalah. And he was going to take that Bachar on his birthday. Or to go to Dibbis Avenue, there's Almana Goldman, who was very close to the husband, and to go visit her every two weeks because he was very close to the father. And he never stopped. Just because the guy was Nifta, he went anyway to visit her. Because just because his friend died, he still went to visit her. Every two weeks, he went to visit her. Every two weeks. The son-in-law told me, every two weeks his daughter came to visit her. Because he was close to the father. So he's going to stop now that he died. That was David, a person that monist, a person, uh, a good friend, a good friend, he was a friend, and he was a friend of everybody. And this is, a, this is what we have to learn from David, that, uh, that um, the tachlas of the whole Torah is, like Chazal say, to make a Kiddush Hashem, Yisrael Hashem, Chal Yispar, and this will talk to bring the Gula Shleim and Bekara of Mehavi Amein Amein.